Hello and welcome to the Quick Smart Comedy Show with me, Dave, and alongside me is James. Hello. Uh, you join us today, ladies and gentlemen, for the holiday special. To mark the time of year, we are about to enter the home of our esteemed colleague, one Olaf, owner of the radio station. Absolutely, and we've never, this is a exclusive, uh, we've never been invited to any one singular event held at Olaf's house before. Uh, yearly, he has a um, festive party, a holiday get-together. He does indeed. Who knows what goes on there, Dave? He usually has a few celebrities there, doesn't he? He does. He sprinkles, sprinkles it with a couple of celebs. Absolutely, which is probably why he's uh, called up a couple of radio DJs like ourselves Absolutely. to uh, out of the celebrity list. What do you say to you? Uh, smart, smart dress? Uh, smart casual, but smart. I can see yours as a Tony Stark costume, though, David. Yeah, most sort of normal suits don't fit me. I just love pretending to be a billionaire. Well, what you can't tell, David, is the uh, I couldn't afford the white undershirt, so I've just oh. the black suit is uh, the actual suit, but the white bit is paint. Fitting for this time of year, the weather is frightful, isn't it, James? But delightful. Don't let it snow, because I don't want to get snowed in again. Just to take a second, David, I don't know if you can see what I'm seeing. Yeah, I'm just right next to you, so I can. Absolutely, yeah. Well, it's impressive, right? Look at that person. He's got two drinks, David. I've never seen oh, that. I've never been able to afford two drinks at one time. Hello, chaps. Glad you could make it. It's me, Olaf. Can you see me? I'm right here on the stairs. Hello, Olaf. He's kind of descending like uh, Cinderella in a ball gown. Yes, chaps. Come on. Come on. Closer, closer. So I can see you. Well, Merry Christmas to you, Olaf. Yes, Merry Christmas indeed, Olaf. Uh, yes, well... Thank you. I, I don't actually celebrate Christmas, so Merry Christmas to you if you do celebrate it. But of course, I'm a pagan, much like my wife, Anna. Have you seen her about anywhere? Um, no, I don't think I've met your wife before. Uh, well, a splendid woman. You see if you can find her later on. We, of course, celebrate Yule. There's lots of religions all under one roof, boys. We've got secularists, pagans, Jews, spiritualists, Christians. Uh, lots of other things going on this month, boys. You should really check your calendar. We've got Newton month, uh, Buddha day. Some of the Jewish party gets celebrating Hanukkah this month. Any room for a little old atheist like myself? Absolutely. Come on over. Come on aboard, boy. And of course, I'm a Jedi, so uh, any room for a Jedi? You could always force your way in, James. Hmm. Is that a joke at my expense, my, my religion? You are not a Jedi, James. I'm a Jedi, David. You, you do not have any powers, you can't use the force. I've never seen you lift an X-Wing fighter out of a swamp. Of course, uh, it's a mixed celebration for me because, of course, at the end I'm going off to uh, be frozen. It's my uh, winter's getaway. Oh, uh, what, sorry, what, are you going off to somewhere quite chilly, like skiing or something? No, no, what I'm doing, you see those pods over there, the cryogenically frozen chamber? Yeah, that well, I get rolled into them at the end of the party for the, uh, for the coming months. Well, as you, anyway, we'll look forward to the ceremony later. Uh, until then, why don't you, you start working the loom? Well, here's your devs, um, oh, help yourselves, you. uh, as in, to pick the trays up and to carry them around. I can have a whole tray. 
Well, unfortunately, boys, for you, I've actually invited you to work, not play. So, uh, if I can just ask you to take these. Yes, here you go. And, uh, black tie. I yeah, see you've made tie. some effort there. All dabs, drinks, uh, whiskey, party. Right, Olaf, the sea thing is that I don't really want to. Oh, he's gone. All right, Dave. Well, here's my plan, right? If we work the room... Um, we can kind of get over there near the celebrity corner and get all, uh, you know, inside look. Maybe a couple of... Uh, couple of selfies, maybe? A couple of selfies, a couple of exclusive interviews, perhaps, for our show, David. Oh, good thinking. Uh, I think we're doing Secret Santa, actually. Right, okay, you grab the tray drinks. I'll take the nibbles. Lead on. Okay, celebrities, I think it's time for, uh, you know, Secret Santa. Oh, what's this one on the top there? Oh, I think that's the Sir Paul. And there's only one. How many sirs are there here? So there's two, Paul. There's two. There's you and there's me. Exactly. Sir Bob. Oh, well, yeah, Sir Bob Gallop. There's only one Paul, though. So, uh, my present, I think, yeah. Why was it in with the presents that you brought? In your handwriting as well. That's, a, that's in your handwriting, Paul. You got me a swear jar pretty useful. I get through them like nobody's business. Uh, what is it? Oh, it's the Beatles Remastered. Oh, great. Uh, Stop buying gifts for yourself. And what about you, Miss Jenny Slate? Yeah, these are just, I just got these bras and pants. Uh-huh. Do you want to swap them for this jar? They're feckin' ace. Okay, sit quietly, please, Bob. Okay. Alex, sir, would you, uh, would you like a nibble from the tray? I'm fine, thank you very much. Oh, sorry, sir. I didn't mean to bump into you, but I'm not looking where I'm going, so... Uh, I think we met before. I'm the author and writer and, uh, general raconteur, uh, Douglas Hemingway. Oh, yeah, I think we met... I think we might have met at a party before, yes. Um, maybe... Oh, actually, if you want a drink, James is, uh... Whoa, whoa, well, Dave, watch out for the drinks. <laughs> hmm? What? <laughs> you really nearly pushed me over there, Dave. I've got, I'm holding these... Four pints of uh, champagne, very precariously. Pints honest. of champagne. Absolutely, why not? This is a decadent party. Isn't Easy, it? sir. Calm down, because I've got four pints of champagne. Oh, three pints of champagne, David. <laughs> <laughs> They're dropping fast. Oh, Anything we can get for you, Douglas? I'm fine, thank you. I've got my red wine right here, and uh, I'm just happy to be here. You know, I'm. I shouldn't really tell you this, boys, but I'm pretty excited. I've uh, written a new book. It's my 25th book. It's actually talking about my own life. It's a bit autobiographical. It's got some, uh, shall we say, taste subjects about my close friends. Oh, right, okay. So you could be dishing the dirt on some of the people here uh, tonight. Watch, watch out, Dave. This is a, a real havoc I'm, I'm creating with these drinks because that there's another two gone there. Oh, okay. Uh, just that one left. Well, oh, well. Oh, I'm so oh, sorry, sir. God. Douglas, I, I've ruined your drink and everything. Oh, and you, sir. I, I think I got it all down you. Well... The drink did. I'm not down yet. Oh my, you ignorant boob. You spilled red wine all down my nice, clean, white top. I am so sorry about that. Um, oh. I am Monty Gallows of Gallows Weed, you boob. I'm really sorry, Mr. Gallows. I'm sure um, Olaf... I think Olaf keeps all his clothes in that cupboard just upstairs. If you just head up there, just grab whatever you need, I'm sure it'll be fine. Yeah. Well, I never. My doctor said I shouldn't get flushed, but damn it, I am flushed with you. Well, now that's under control. Um, I'm so sorry as well, Douglas, for... What am I supposed drink? to drink now? What am... Boys, I'm, I don't hate you, boys, but what am I supposed to drink? Um, well, we've only got one drink left. This was um, this is Olaf's special goblet that I was going to go and take to him. Is it a whiskey? Uh, I don't really know what it is, to be honest. It's black, 
Now drink it, though. Yeah. Sorry, Douglas. Um, I think we're supposed to be working the party. Most of the food's been, like, kind of spilled around you. There's about a bit of a pile. Feel free just to eat it off the carpet, because uh, it would just save me uh, mopping it up later or whatever. Whoa, oh, whoa, oh, whoa, 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 Okay, well, it was uh, nice talking to you, but we got to go and circulate the room now, James. Come on. All right, um, circling. Yeah, stop just twisting around. Um, All right. walk. Maybe the border of the room around the perimeter. How much of the stuff can we spill? Because I've done a lot of spilling. Excuse me, would you like an hors d'oeuvre? Hold on, just one minute. I'm, j I'm just, just trying to get signal. There, there we go. So, sorry. What, what were, what were you saying? I was just saying, would you like an hors d'oeuvre? Uh, are they free? Yeah, yeah, they're free. Yeah, um, probably, yeah. Yeah, um, Olaf has paid for them. R well then, great. I'll have. I'll have all of them, thank you. I take it you know Olaf then? Yes, I'm Beth. I'm his um I'm his unpaid intern. So I, I get the, the wonderful tasks of washing his feet and bringing him condensed milk in the morning. He uh he sleeps naked. Did you did you know that? Yeah. So is this your normal everyday No job? no no. You guys don't look like very good waiters. We work in a B and B, so we know absolutely nothing about customer care or service. Well I mean I I've seen you've spilt some things on some people. Yeah, we know nothing about service. You're an intern, right? That's what you just said. Um is it a bit like that film The Intern with um what's he called, David? Uh, oh Al Pacino. Al Pacino. Pretty sure that, that was um Robert De Niro you're thinking of? Nah, that doesn't sound right at all. I know a lot of things. Google is my friend, my friend. Strange though, because you didn't know Al Pacino starred in it. Because he didn't. He. Um... I think he did though. Yeah, he definitely did. Well, I'll I'll try and look it up. So there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of white rich people here, isn't there? Is it always this full of rich, posh people throwing champagne? Yeah, mainly we've just been spilling stuff on him. So. Well, that's good. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Paul, wait, I'm just getting a phone call. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, great. It's a local meteorologist who I'm quite good friends with. He's just told me that there's a great storm coming in, and if we don't get out of here sharpish, we're going to be locked in for the night, blocked in by the snow drifts. Hey, everyone, yeah, just to let you know, we're going to be heading off now because of the uh, dangerous weather that's, you know, going to be setting in. So if you want to lift on my tour bus, it's just outside, yeah. Uh, we're going to go now, so, yeah. See you later, anyone who's staying. Yeah, well, uh, I'm not hanging around here, James, uh, serving hors d'oeuvres to nobody. Yeah, let's go out of here. Uh, let's go. See you later. I wouldn't want to be here. Did anyone leave? Are we just the only people left? Uh, I think so. They all piled through that door. Um, it does look pretty bad out there. The storm's getting pretty heavy. Yeah. I'm going to get snowed in. Is your granny old? Past it. Ancient? Has she seen better days? Does she tell you about them all the time? It's not easy having to look at a constant reminder of your own mortality, is it? And in the present financial climate, I bet you could do without the expense of your grand on birthdays and Christmases. I've got two grands! It's just not financially viable! Well, don't panic! We've got the solution! Cash for Grand gives you cash for your old grand! Just tag Sal Grand to 88452 now and we'll tell you what we think she's worth. 
If you agree with the price, we'll send you a prepaid envelope with an 18 working days. All you have to do is stick her in the envelope and pop her in the post. It's that simple. Sell your grand now. Did you hear that, David? Hear what? The uh, the noise. Oh, the scream! Oh, the, the screaming! Yeah. Yeah, the person. So I was just going to ignore it. It's sort of just not our place, is it? If if I what, 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 what do you mean? If I trapped someone in his house, I don't want to. I don't want to get involved. I think it came from over there in the toilet. Is that a toilet? That is the toilet. Um, maybe we should go look. Go have a look. Yeah, sure. If you come I'll with me. Go, well, no, we'll, we'll both go. Drew, your breath go. If I just stand about uh, a foot behind you, mm -hmm. and then you go over there, right? Are you, have you got your first aid certificate? It's nearly expired, actually. I've had it for what? two and a half years, and every three years you need to get that back. Right, well, we've so. got six months to uh, help her, so... Well, how long was that? That We've been talking a long time. Oh, my goodness, I don't know what I'm going to do. Hello, hello, I'm missing the party. I love parties. I, I think there's someone stuck in there, David. I think there's a person in there. Kick it in, James. Kick the door down. No, I'm just going to... Where's the lock? I just unlock it. Um, Why would I kick it in? I don't know. That's what they do in the films, don't they? It's all about kicking. You'll be a rubbish fireman, I have to say. Can I kick the key into the hole? <laughs> what? Right, take the key out. Right. Right, now I'll put it mostly in. Right, yeah. If you want to kick that. Yeah, and I'll kick it in the last bit. Okay, kick. Cool. There you go. Right, that satisfy your lust for violence? <laughs> it has, I don't yeah, know. I've, I've right, calmed down right. now. Oh my goodness, thank you. I've been in here for most of the party, I think. I, I, I've been stuck. For most of the party, that's... Well, how long have we been here? Oh, have we, we've run it here for like... Well, we've been here, what, 10 minutes? T 20 minutes, maybe. 20, is it? 20 minutes, they've already kicked a door in, James. <laughs> what a party. I'm I'm Letitia Celia Ponsonby, by the way. Letitia, well, it's nice to meet you. Um, uh, I'm James, and this is David. Hello. Lovely to meet you. Yes, I, I think we're on the same radio station. Oh, what, sound art? Yes, yes, oh. sound art. I do the, the murder mystery... Show? Program show on Sound Art Radio. That's right. It's called uh, Death on the Dials every Wednesday at four. Okay, mm. great slot. Tea time slot. I tried to get that slot once and yeah. um, they were not having it, were they? Olaf would not let us have that slot. You really do seem like lovely boys. Yes, very lovely. I you know I met some lovely boys once in 1975. Now, was that September or October? I can't quite remember. Uh, which which wife was I? Oh, it must have been wife three. And, and we were we were at South End. Yes, that's it. I was at South End. I had that lovely cream bun. I remember it as if it was yesterday. Sorry, uh... Oh, oh, I'm sorry. No, sometimes I just think out loud. It's a habit I've picked up from reading so many murder mysteries. Did you want a cream bun? No, 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 I wasn't talking to you. I was just, I was just thinking out loud, sorry. Because we can get you some cream buns. No, but... no, no, a volivant would be perfect. I just narrate my own thoughts these days. Wow. Okay, um, probably quite useful for being on the radio. It's really not that strange. What, what was that sound? Did you hear that? I don't know. Um, didn't sound. Uh, didn't sound good. Mm, Analytic. Well, that sounds awfully exciting. Come on, chaps, let's go. Stay here. Why, right, bravey? Letitia, where are you going? Yeah, right, just be right with right you. Right with you. Just maybe give it a couple, a couple minutes before we run in. Oh, the scream didn't really scare me when Letitia was around, but now she's gone. I'm feeling a bit vulnerable, James. Yeah, maybe we should have stuck with the. Uh, stuck with a pack. I'm thinking maybe pack, we should. Yeah. Uh, Go over there, see the source of... Uh... You're already running, David, so maybe just wait for me. <laughs> <sighs> stand aside, stand aside. Oh, my God.
goodness, this man is dead. Does anybody know who he is? David, isn't that, um, hmm? that guy we know? Um, we served him earlier, Douglas uh, Hemingway. Oh, death. I didn't sign up for this, James. I signed up, well, I didn't even sign up to serve the Volavons. We've just done it. What sort of party is this? I don't know. Oh, uh, um, well, it's not a great one, is it? No. Oh, Letitia, there you are. I can't believe it. Someone's died and it's at one of my parties and there's no one even here left to see it. Well, I don't know, Isla. There is about, what, ten of us here gawping at the body? I'd say that was a pretty good turnout for a cryogenic freezing party. What's she doing to the to the body, Dave? I don't... I don't know, just, uh, just sniffing it, I think. <sighs> it's murder! I'd know the smell of poison anywhere! Just between you, me and the listeners here, mm-hmm. um, I think we are trapped in a rather up-class mansion that is a bit shabby. Mm, shabby chic. With one of, or potentially two or three or four, I don't know how many there are, but one of these people, at least, is a murderer. I don't buy it, James. Well, what do you think happened? No, I'm guessing natural causes, James. Right, not everyone, natural causes. <laughs> David, you, knew, you you saw it, didn't you? No, p- natural poison. Um, <laughs> Nothing, nothing to see here. No, no, it's definitely murder. I'd know murder anywhere. Smell this glass. Smell it. Well, I don't want to... Smell the glass. Well, it smells a bit like... Lean almond. in. Smell this glass. Come on, everyone. Lean in. Smell that. That's yeah. death. Oh, smells a bit like... um. An almond bar. Yes, yes, definitely a type of poison. Well, it's a jolly shame that this lovely chap had to die, but we really must get on and try and solve the murder. It could have been somebody that's already left the party, but if it's one of us, we really need to find out. We all have to stay here now because of the storm, and the police probably won't get here until tomorrow. So we, as a group, need to find out which one of us is guilty. Hey you, why so blue? Hey blue, I'm talking to you. It's the quick smart comedy show, it's the quick smart Comedy show on Sound Art. Sound Art Radio. Right, Letitia, what's the first step to solving any murder mystery? That's it. We need to work out where everybody was and what their motives could be for killing Douglas. Are you doing that? That thing you do in, when you speak your mind again, because we can hear you. Um, just so you know. Um, no, I don't mind it. It's not a problem. No, just a bit weird on the radio. Quirky. Well, the uh, storm is coming in, Letitia, and I don't think the local police will be able to ride their little bicycles up to the big mansion. So Little, I'm... little bikes. <laughs> big, big mansion. Absolutely. So I don't think uh, they're not going to be able to handle the pressure of uh, cycling up that hill. They haven't got my calf muscles, my quads. David. Yeah. Check my pulse. Checking pulse. I've got your wrist in my hand. Um... Now we can't do it for a whole minute, but assume for a second that the two beats you did hear, you could. Uh... If I if I extrapolate, extrapolate. I'm going to say that was about what 74 beats per minute. Exactly, David. Hmm. And do you know what that means? What does that mean? I am not shaken. Really? I will not fault. You... Someone's got a hand on the murder, David, and I think it's going to be us. 
Well, yeah, with your with your calm pulse rate and my extrapolating. Well, does anybody have more murder mystery experience than me? Anyone? No? Right, didn't think so. Well, so, um, uh, I'll take that microphone from well, you well, lovely but, chaps but, and um, that recording equipment. Great, well, okay. You did that short course, didn't you? Online. Yeah, I just... What, when I streamed all that Poirot? Yeah. Yeah, that was that was just... Doesn't count, I'm afraid. I've read the actual books. Oh, she's beat me there. What? No, 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 thank you. Thank you. You've been ever so helpful. But I'll take over now. Maybe hold on a second. Maybe just give us a, just a, a second, Letitia. Wait, Letitia, we can help. James has got a really low pulse rate. I've got a pretty low pulse rate. You know, uh, cholesterol a bit too high, maybe. But Letitia, help, please, wait. Right, Letitia. Sorry to interject. But I couldn't notice that you're talking right in front of my face and I couldn't tell whether you were addressing me or talking to yourself. No, no, I was just thinking out loud. But you're perfect. I'll start with you. Thanks very much. So, Professor Ryan Fox, the incredibly boring scientist who only wants to talk about space even when his close friend has been murdered. Right, first things first, did you do it? Did you kill him? No. You didn't? Not at all. Are you sure? Yes. Okay, Letitia. Well, he seems to be telling the truth. But then, what is the truth? Great question, but not the right time. So, Professor, where were you at the time of the murder? Well, I was up in Olaf's planetarium. I was looking up at the stars. First I focused on Jupiter. I had a little look. Do you have an alibi? Was there anybody else with you? Well, these are my alibis. Uranus, Jupiter, the former planet Pluto. Don't get me started on Pluto. Should it have been declassified to a dwarf planet? Oof. You tell me, Letitia, should it have been? Now, without talking about stars and planets, if possible, could you tell me if you knew Douglas Hemingway? That's correct. I knew Douglas. You did? We go back a long way. Just like the universe. 13.7 billion years I'll old. I'll have to stop you there. I am conducting an investigation. Mm. And how was your relationship with Douglas? Oh, we got on very well. We told each other every secret we had. He knows everything about me. I knew everything about him. Apart from who killed him. So he knew everything about you? He knew everything. Everything? He knew every little detail about me, even the stuff I didn't want him to know, he found out. Because I told him. So he had secrets to use against you, is that what you're saying? Well, in some way I guess, yes. He knew stuff about me I didn't want the world to know. So I hear, um, from my investigating, that uh, Douglas was writing a book about his close friends, one of which being you. Can you tell me anything about that? Well, I had heard through the grapevine that Douglas was writing a book, maybe perhaps detailing the secrets of some of his closest friends. And, you know, I wasn't happy about this, you know, but would I kill a man to stop him writing a book about me? Yes, I think you would. You know what I'd call that? Motive! Now, Letitia, let's go through this. We've got Professor Ryan Fox and his motive, which is the book. He didn't want Douglas to write. Can I just say, we probably weren't that close. I thought you were close. You knew everything about each other. Everything. We said everything when we spoke a second ago, several times. That's true, but I know more about the universe than I know about Douglas Hemingway. Oh my goodness, you really are a boring man. Did I ever tell you how old the universe is? 
13.7 billion years old. Now that's very old. Think of the oldest person you know. Go on, think of the oldest person you know. Double that. Maybe add in the third oldest person you know. Right, that really is interesting, but I must get on and find out who murdered your friend. It's been terribly, terribly, terribly bad speaking to you, and I'm sure I'll have to do it later. Goodbye. No way, Letitia. Please don't leave. Have you ever heard of the Big Crunch? This is where the universe... Hello again, Letitia. Me, Olaf, here. You've got eyes, sir. Hello, Olaf. Jolly nice to see you. And, of course, Anna, my wonderful, wonderful wife. Letitia, darling, it's so nice to see you again. We thought we'd come over and see how the investigation was going, of course. I'm not the murderer. I dare say you're not the murderer. I dare say my wife's not the murderer. Who is the murderer? Do you know? It's yet to be discovered. Although I am sure that it was not me, for I was locked in the toilet. You really must get that lock looked at. Let's get down to it, shall we, Olaf? At the time of the murder? What are you possibly implying? I'm sure you've got nothing to hide. You must help me with my investigation. And you, Anna. I can only speak for oneself, of course, but I was getting a wonderful photo I have of myself and, uh, and uh, Sandy Toxpick. It turns out, of course, it was actually me and Claire Bowling, but that, that's another story, of course, and uh, no murders on the way, I could say that much. Right. Well, that's lovely. I love Sandy. She's a close family friend. But I really must ask, why were you getting the picture? Well, of course, I was trying to prove that I had, I indeed had gone to school with her for uh, 15 years, but no, it turns out it was Claire, so I, I don't know what to say. Well, by the time I got back with the photo anyway, she had gone off in the, uh, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the bus. And you, Anna, where were you? Whilst Olaf was rummaging through boxes looking for some old photograph of him and Vanessa Feltz, I do believe I was completely alone. I was reading a book in the study. It was the most wonderful book. You really must read it. And what was the book about? Poisons. Such an interesting topic. I really must lend you the book. I just got so engrossed. I really love to read about that kind of thing. Although, I'll say this, I was totally engrossed in the book about poisons. So anybody could have come in the room at any time and seen me. I wouldn't know. I just wouldn't. Right, well, I hate to say it, Anna, but that is really rather incriminating, isn't it? Yes, yeah, somewhat incriminating, yes. Yeah, so... Right, Letitia, what have we got? Let's see. Professor Ryan Fox. Now, he didn't want his secrets published in the book Douglas was writing. And Anna was reading a book on poisons, and Douglas was poisoned. Now, that is a lot of motives, isn't it, Letitia? Letitia, well, why, why on earth are you speaking to third person? I, we, we could still hear you. you, you are, are you thinking aloud? I don't know. I've never sold a mystery before, but is this usual? Yes, I hear it's rather confusing, but I can't stop it, so you'll just have to be quiet. Oh, uh, hi. Um, Linda, can I just interrupt for a second? It is Linda, isn't it? I, I, th I think it is. Um, I just wanted to say that I've been over here talking to these guys for about 12 and a half minutes now, and they're pretty suspicious. I think that you should go and uh, check them out. Who 
Monty, how many times must I say Monty? Good evening, gentlemen. Uh, this lovely young lady, Beth, who is incredibly beautiful and only slightly sarcastic, has said that you're very suspicious. Um, is that true? Lovely to meet Monty Gallows. My name's Sadiq O. Splendid to meet you both. So, if you wouldn't mind telling me a little bit about what you were doing around the time of the murder. I was looking through his subpar wine cellar. <laughs> That's a suspicious laugh. I think you'll agree, Linda. Letitia! I was down over there playing the piano. You can't be down and over there, you blithering boob. Yes, well, teats and boobs indeed. But we really must carry on with the issues at hand. Haldo, I am the male heir to the Gallows Fortune, I'll have you know. We, we trade in wheat, dirty. Why would you say he was a part of the female anatomy? Is that somehow less than a part of the male anatomy? Monty? Why were you in the mine cellar, Monty? What were you doing down there? Well, I was looking through his wine collection, obviously. I am a collector myself. And what about you, little woman? Little woman? Little woman? <laughs> wow. Well, I was in the kitchen trying to get some Wi-Fi. Did the two of you know Douglas? I have no idea who this Douglas chap is. I saw a dead corpse on the floor, and that's it. I thought, why tear me away from the wine? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, oh, my, my head. I think I need to lie down. Just, uh. I did not know Douglas. I spoke to him a couple of times in the party. He seemed like a nice guy. Why would I kill a guy I've just met? And could I ask why you're here? I was the plus one of one Brenda Blythe. And who is Brenda Blythe? She's a good friend of mine. Very strange how everybody else here is famous or lovely Beth. Oh, uh, Monty's not famous. You're not famous, David and Dale, all those guys over there aren't famous. But we all have connections with the radio shows. Mm, just true. to jump in there, um, just thought me and Dave should give a quick uh, quick uh, shout out to the, the fans of the Quick Smart Comedy Show. Um, we are out live every Sunday, um, second Sunday of the month, 2pm. Uh, that is great, boys, but really, we need to concentrate on the murder. The murder, and yeah, And my it. show, Death on the Dials, Wednesday at 4. Oh, my heart and my head and... Oh, I'm collapsing. Everyone come quick, Monty's collapsed. Oh, goodness. I'm fine, don't worry about me. I think I just collapsed under the weight of all the pressure of uh, wheat and the wheat industry and this boob here and this pair of boobs here too. Darling, that's just awful. Isn't it just awful, Professor Ryan Fox? Are you a doctor of medicine? Can you help him? <laughs> no, science. Right. Have I ever told you about the universe? Oh, please don't get majesty. him started on that again! Oh, Ryan, I just feel awful. Death, collapse, it's all happening and at our party. I just want to put my hands on your strong, manly chest and rest my face here. Just think of it like a red giant star going supernova. <laughs> David, Poison? Get, David, David, look, 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 get, 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 hmm? there's some evidence, David, David, David. Oh, let's get involved. I've never seen that poison before in my life. Fell out of her pocket. It must be her. What's your explanation for this? 
I honestly have no idea how that poison got into my pocket. But as I said to you earlier, when I was reading that book on poison in the study, anybody could have come in. I was dead to the world, if you pardon the expression, in present company. Poison, is it? Wow. Poison? Yes, it's poison! No doubt the poison that was used to kill Douglas! Sorry to, uh, sorry if this is a little insensitive, but uh, who got me the secret Santa? The following announcement is brought to you by the English Countryside Alliance, trimming your bushes since 1873. The English countryside's being overrun! Inundated! Ravaged! Gone are the green fields and unspoilt woods. Gone are the family picnic areas and wildlife reserves. Gone are the genteel Sunday walks. Our countryside is being plagued by a vermin so virile, scientists predict it'll be a matter of minutes before they end up in our homes. Our biscuit tins! Our beds! That's right. These washed-up has-beens can be seen littering the countryside, dispensing their young like they were last week's heat magazine. They scavenge from bins and local residents report them screaming incoherently all hours of the night and day. Dealer celebrities! Binky! 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 Simon! Simon! I could be better Simon! (laughs) (laughs) And what's worse is they're creating serious repercussions. These vile creatures are starting to attract tabloid newspapers. We speak to a distressed local homeowner, the Guardian reader Marshall Tabletop. It's abominable. They don't even wear socks. Luckily, help could be on hand in the shape of the Young People's Channel, Channel 4, and the Northern People's Channel, ITV, both working to rehome these washed-up wannabes. ITV are in talks with the English Countryside Alliance to herd up all the ones whose screaming doesn't burst eardrums, mash them into groups, and parade them around the country with a view of selling nostalgia to middle-aged women at all participating butlin sites. Channel 4, on the other hand, are working to rehabilitate and rehome the vermin via the means of an Orwellian halfway house. Could this be the answer we've been searching for? To find out more about these vile creatures, visit the Mail Online. Thank you for listening. Welcome back, listeners. We've just uh, kind of snuck in, really. Um, Letitia's just checking out with a poison, you know, with a keen eye. Absolutely. So um, we managed to wrestle away the um, uh, recording equipment while she, she said wasn't to just looking. Hold, yeah, she said to just hold it for, uh, for a minute, but we've... Uh, we've uh, hold it for a couple of minutes. Ooh. Absolutely. We thought it would be a good chance to let you know that we're fine. Absolutely. Um, there may be a murderer here. The quick, smart comedy show lives on. The police aren't here yet. Please use your feeble little legs to ride up this hill. Hello, chaps. What are you two doing over here? There's a murder scene there, but you seem to have a wonderful time. Well, can, I, can I ask why? Well, as you say, there is a, a murderer going around, so we thought we'd record our last will and testament, just in case we didn't make it out of it. Right. And what have you guys got? Yeah, this isn't really, I don't think this is what the listeners not, want at Christmas time, is it? Not oh, great uh, material for a comedy show. Could you maybe play us some songs or, I don't know, get, get the music back on or something? Oh, I don't know. Olaf? Give us music. Well, the first thing I did when I heard there was a murder scene was smash my record player. Maybe our good friend Ryan Fox could play us a tune on the old glad piano. Uh, I doubt it. He seems more of a sort of scientist. He's more of a thinker than a player. Science man, yes, but not always. He used to be in a band. Play the keys. Me and Anna used to follow him everywhere. Yes, see all his gigs. What a science man! A little birdie tells me that you're a dab hand on the synthesizer. Could we maybe have a little tune? Maybe if you went down on the piano, you can maybe uh, play us a little jingle, a little song. Olaf, why would you say that? You know I've been trying to hide the fact that I've been in a band for many years. It's embarrassing. Yes, you had strong words with that Douglas. I remember that much. Quite incriminating, really, isn't it? 
I'm pretty ashamed that you've brought this up. It's such a sacred time to me at Newtonmas, where we celebrate the great mind of Sir Isaac Newton. Well, that really is momentous news. That whole revelation was terribly incriminating for you, wasn't it? Well, I must say, I didn't want anyone knowing that I was part of a band which denounced science. What kind of lengths were you willing to go to? Murder? No. No! So, you really didn't want people to know you were in the band? I was synthesising some great hooks on the synthesizer and curing the world of all of its musical maladies. In the same way that perhaps a great chemist would synthesise a new vaccine to cure an incurable disease. Which would be pointless because it's incurable. Well, if we're trying to point the blame towards who could be the murderer, what about you, Olaf? I believe you were pretty annoyed when Douglas refused to have you publish his new book. Yes, yes, quite right, Professor. Yes, of course, uh, his new book won't get published. Didn't murder the chap there. Don't have it in me. Are you sure? Are you sure you didn't murder him? Pretty, pretty sure, yes. How sure? Well, you've put me on the spot now. I am 94% sure. So there's a 6% chance you murdered him? Well, I think there's a good 6% chance we all murdered him. Greenhouse gases, they make an effect on people, you know. Did you drive a car? I thought you come up with a car. So those CO2 levels are high, you know. But, of course, well, as I say, I'm pretty sure I didn't murder the chap. I mean, it's been a strange set of circumstances, you know, poison him. I don't, I don't know anything about poisons. I've never written a book on it. So why was it Douglas wouldn't let you publish his book? Uh, I did lose a fair few books and, you know, just give them away willy-nilly. Just l- look at uh, Arna's books. I accidentally published her work under Douglas's name. So Arna had a book stolen by Douglas that you published. Is that correct? Yes, absolutely. Very suspicious, yes. This is getting more and more like the Orient Express. I hope nobody minds me saying. I never read it, so I couldn't say, but... Well, everybody is stabbed as a dead man in the Orient Express. Everybody had a motive, just like now, and everybody stabbed the corpse. Well, well, frankly, I, I, I don't want to stab a corpse. Sounds awful suspicious, all this saga about the book. How do we know it wasn't you and your husband? Of course, Olaf Darling was right. I had written a book that he was going to publish himself, but it did end up being published by my loving, useless husband under Douglas's name. Yes, I was upset. I also really must insist that I don't want to stab anybody's corpse. So you've got the motive and you've got the poison. Also, conveniently enough, you were reading a book on poison. I was dead to the world when I was reading that book on poisons. Anything could have happened. Anybody could have come in whilst I was reading it. Oh, my, my head. It's great to see you on your feet again, Monty. How are you feeling? Never mind how I'm feeling. Stop staring at me, all of you. I'm the heir to gallows wheat. Gallows wheat, I say. Uh, I'm off. I'm leaving this stupid party, you know. You won't find me hanging around a dead corpse like the rest of you gawping. Stop gawping. You're gawpers. I'm leaving now. And don't follow me, any of you. That was very rude. Right. Has anybody else got anything to say about the case? Anything that has any relevance to the murder? 
Letitia, sorry, Letitia. Yes, back, James. Back here. Uh, me, well, me and David, we, we had a couple of thoughts, and uh, David and I, David and I, David and I, we we are having some thoughts. Much better. We are having some thoughts, and um, we've. I think we kind of. I think we might solve the case, but you just come through here. Really? Okay. I'll I'll follow you. Into the larder we go. Just follow us down down here. Yeah. For some reason, these two boys seem to think I have an interest in their juvenile ramblings on theories on who's murdered Douglas, when in fact I am the expert on murder mysteries. Come on, Letitia, let's put on your best I'm listening face. We can hear you. You keep doing this. Letitia, if you uh, look up on this wall, we've um, called together a little impromptu mind map. My goodness! Look, I've been uh, taking surreptitious mug shots of everyone. See, I'm fairly sure that's illegal. I mean, there's a lot of motion blur because we did it without people knowing, but um, yeah. they're still photos. So we think it may be Monty. Monty, that's who that is, yeah, Monty. Right! Uh, Monty Gallows. And why do you think that? David, take it away. Monty Gallows, you see, Letitia, is the heir to the Gallows Wheat fortune. Indeed! Now, I don't know whether you've been following uh, world trade prices recently. But I have! The price of wheat has been falling dramatically around the world. Food prices are... Oh, they up or down? They're just up and down. It's all, it's all over the place, James. Excellent news for gluten-free eaters! Exactly. And that's exactly what Monty Gallows doesn't want. You see... Monty Gallows isn't gluten intolerant. Really think about it now, lads. I mean, somebody has died. Well, this has been a most enlightening theory, chaps. But we really must be getting back to everyone else. Um, so if you just want to hand us back the equipment now, we will call No, up. it's not over until I find out who the murderer is. Where is everyone? I can't believe they've left. Everyone just sort of left when when you when you went to talk in that other room suspiciously by yourselves uh, I, I was just I stayed behind because well I mean there was nothing else to do I can't get Wi-Fi the battery on my phone is about to die so yeah now it's just me and and you apparently Letitia sounds like an SOS quick lead on <gasps> blimey he's been stabbed in the back my goodness another one bites the dust Olaf's no, 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 I'm quite He's alive. He's just dead. No, no, I'm still There's here. his dead body lying on the floor. I was wanting to discover the body. I called you all over with my horrendous screams. Blimey, Olaf's croaked it. I can't believe somebody else is dead. One of you is definitely a murderer. Wait, did Olaf have an earring? I don't remember Olaf wearing an earring. My husband never had his ears pierced. Other... Other areas of his body, but never his ears. Yeah, maybe Olaf just thought, oh, I'll have a little, a cheeky little ring in the air. Um, and then the murderer stabbed him in the back. Maybe the murderer is a trained body modification artist. I really think we should check and see who this poor dead person is with an earring. Somebody turn the body over. David? Go on, Dave. Quickly, David, turn him over and check. For signs of poison. Go and flip him. Flip him. Flip him. Flip him. Flip him. Flip him. Maybe not the right time for a chant. Flipping now, James. <laughs> oh my goodness. Somebody stabbed Monty. Not Olaf. Wasn't Olaf at all. I, I, I know. I'm, I'm right. I'm still right here. I'm just... Oh well, what a relief. Although terrible for Monty. He's committed suicide, David. He stabbed himself right in the back somehow. 
I'm not sure how the you would really do that because it seems quite a, a strange angle, but maybe he fell on it. What is that? Is there a keyboard key lying next to the body? Well, that's incriminating. There's no keyboard in here. There's, there's no piano. I don't see anyone else playing the keyboard, Ryan Fox. Mm, that's another theory. But our, I think our theory, for, oh, us, yeah. for us to work, Did... you would have to have fallen from about 10 feet, I think. Maybe fell from the other room into here. Onto um, the knife. On... I think what this does, chaps, is prove your theory wrong. And mm. also proves that the murderer is still in the house. Ripper. It was his name, and what he did to people when they got in his way, and he liked it. Ripped from his job as a sales clerk at the local store, managerial promotion was but days away. Ripped from him were the lives of his entire family. Killed by the drugland people. Ripper. God ripped him off one too many times. But it's the people of Harlem who've got to settle the bill. The cops wanted him alive for questioning. The mob wanted him dead. No questions. She wanted him alive for personal reasons. Bonehead. Ripper, armed with five sidearms, a machete, a submachine gun, four lugers, nine grenades, a proximity mine, a small revolver, and a bazooker named Betty. The odds, ten to one, they don't stand a chance. Starring Malcolm Grundy. As Ripper, the urban vigilante you don't want to cross. And if you do, he'll be cross. Also starring Andy Man Gogo, Trevor Steele, and introducing Miss Angelina Backstock. Ripper, rated R. Ripper. You've decided to get everyone in one room to reveal who the murderer is. Everybody's full of anticipation and you're going to do a wonderful job. I just know it. Well, uh, Letitia, what on earth are you doing? You're doing that thing again from earlier. Why is she talking to herself? I should probably explain to Letitia that she does tend to speak her mind literally. Um, I don't know how good that is for a murder mystery investigation. But for a radio show, it does tend to play into the hands of structure. So... Right, so I've gathered you all in this room to go through your motives and reveal the murderer. I will say now, although I, I think I have worked out who the killer is, I'm going to sort of do a long-winded explanation, um, you know, really add to the suspense. So if you could just watch your back for the next five to six minutes, that would be great, because you are still... Uh, you know, there is still a murderer trying to kill you. Ooh, this sounds like it's going to get a little bit tense. Some music, some eerie sort of uh, suspenseful music would be, wouldn't go amiss right about now. Pretty handy that we have a grand piano in the vicinity. And who do we know who could play the grand piano, James? Looking at you. No, no, I um, I haven't got my certificates yet. I can't. Uh, what, what grade are you? Two? Three? Um, no, I'm great. I'm grade two. Come on. Wow, Ryan Fox then. 
Yeah, we better fall back on Professor? the uh, international um, former musician. Mm. Professor? Okay. I've been looking closely into everybody's relationships with Douglas, the first corpse, if you will, because he was. So my first thing to reveal is that although Douglas and Monty have been killed, I, Letitia Celia Ponsonby, believe that in fact it is our good friend Olaf who was supposed to be the victim. <laughs> why, 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 want to kill me? I can't believe it. Olaf, how does that make you feel? I feel personally insulted in my own home, no, no less. On the eve of, on the eve of my freezing, the spirit of Christmas and y'all is lost on you, murderer. Okay, Olaf, so we know it's not you, because you are the intended victim. Anna, you said you were reading a book on poisons, the very thing that killed Douglas. Why would you want to kill your own husband? Well, he did accidentally publish your own work. Next, our lovable and only slightly sarcastic unpaid intern, Beth. Why would you want to kill your boss, Olaf? You're an unpaid intern. I believe this is an excellent motive to kill anyone. Wait, James, are we getting paid for this? Do we ever get paid? we get paid? Are we supposed to get paid? By who? Olaf. Olaf? Olaf. He's looking. Through the eyes of the man, he's going to get his checkbook out, I suspect, James, and pay us for all our hard work this evening. Moving on to Sadiq, the next suspect on our list. What can I say about your motive? Really, I think you're just not capable. You just don't seem to have the intelligence to pull off a murder. Even a murder that has twice ended in you killing the wrong person. Last, but by no means least, Professor Ryan Fox. Not only was a key from a keyboard found under the body of Monty, and you yourself admit to being in a hair metal band, but also... I put to the room that you are, in fact, in love with Anna. I am in love with Anna. Probably slightly less than I'm in love with the wonderful universe. There it is again, trying to baffle everybody with science. That's what makes you such a clever murderer, isn't it, Professor? Did you or did you not kill Douglas and Monty thinking they were Olaf so you could take his place and live happily ever after in this massive but somewhat shabby mansion with your second love, Anna. Absolutely not. I'd never kill Olaf. If I killed him, how would I visit his wonderful planetarium? It ooh, must come with a shock that he's in love with your wife. I'm sorry to hear that, Olaf. I believe in free love, of course, so does Anna, but, you know, the, the, the fact that he didn't even ask to go in my planetarium is a real crime here. Mm. Plus the murders. We know that Olaf was the intended victim. At the beginning of the party, there was an accident with the waiting staff, David and James, and the drinks were spilt, I believe. Is that right, David and James? Which one are you referring to, sorry? Um, I've spilled one about two minutes ago, if you're... 
Uh, Olaf, get on that. It's under the table. Olaf, where is your Vanish Oxy Action Spray? Because I did spill some red wine on the carpet just now as well. I was going to just palm it off with some blood. Some of Monty's blood. I suspect that the drinks were spilt just before you served Douglas. From that, I deduce that the drinks were spilt as you were about to serve Olaf. But he had to run upstairs to find his photograph of Claire Balding or Vanessa Feltz or whoever it turned out to be. Yeah, it turned out to be Sue Barker. Then what did you do with Olaf's drink? We must have given Olaf's drink to Douglas. So, in the same spilling incident, Monty gets covered in his red wine. As brilliant waiters, you offer up some of Olaf's clothes for Monty. It's possible that the murderer, when trying to kill Olaf again, accidentally stabs Monty in the back. With his back to the murderer, you would think it was Olaf, as we all did when we found the body. All right, Letitia, take it home. Bring out that haymaker, Letitia. You, as a scientist, would know all about poisons and... Being in love with a woman who is particularly interested in poisons, you must have quite the knowledge of poisons. And then, of course, there was the key from the keyboard under Monty's body. Yes, Professor, you're very clever, but not clever enough for Letitia Celia Ponsonby. How could you guys think it was Ryan Fox? This guy's an idiot. All he talks about is space. Only I am clever enough to have pulled off this crime. You guys don't even know who I am, do you? You don't remember me. I've waited a long time to do this, and it requires the correct musical accompaniment. Luckily, I am one mean pianist. If I were to change my name badge, would this mean anything to you? Just taking it off. There. My name's not Sadiko. My name is Rubix Brown. <laughs> Only I am clever enough to have pulled off this crime. Think how smart it was to pile the bottle of poison on a woman who'd been reading about poison. Think of that. That's all fine and menacing, Rubix, but could you maybe play something, um, oh, maybe something with a little 80s drum beat, perhaps? Sure. You're probably wondering why, OF, I've come to kill you. Well, if you'll think back a few months, I tried to privatize the radio station, and I would have succeeded if it wasn't for those two disc jockeys over there. If they hadn't contributed to the turn of events when I fell down the stairs and had my synthesizer hit into my face knocking out my teeth, I would have privatized the radio station. I had to have reconstructed facial surgery. I'm surprised you all missed the clue I left behind. The synthesizer key I left on Monty's body. You should have noticed that it was a key from the same model of synthesizer that smashed out my teeth back at the radio station a few months ago. It all that sounds very smart, and I agree. You're good work, but you're kind of giving yourself up needlessly right at the last hurdle. Um, so... Maybe think about that. I just couldn't bear you idiots thinking that this chump was clever. When me, Rubik's Brown's in the room. Hey guys, it's Rubik's Brown, they should be saying, but no. While I was undergoing my surgery, I plotted. 
I schemed. I read every profile of Olaf that I could find. I was searching for his weakness. What was my end so that I could finally destroy that man and get the radio station? But then I found it. In the deeds of the radio station, there's a clause. After reading the small print in the contract, I realized that whoever killed you, Olaf, would inherit the station. A dead man's boots clause. Ah yes, a dead man's boots clause. I remember putting that in in the summer of 2009, perhaps. Got the idea from Pirates of the Caribbean 2, you know. Third one, though, went downhill a bit, didn't it? Well, that's right, Olaf. I'm the William Turner to your bootstrap bill, and I'm here to claim my place on the Flying Dutchman. If I could get my hands on the station, I could hike up the prices by 5,000%. Sure, people would complain like last time, but I'd just say, okay, I won't. A couple of months later, everyone will forget about it. Wham! Hit them with the price hikes! You're probably wondering why I'm telling you all this. Gun! I wanted you to know who was your downfall, Olaf. Goodbye, Olaf. <laughs> He's falling down the stairs. Onto the grand piano! He's rolling towards the cryogenic freezing pod. He's fallen in. The door shut. <laughs> Looks like the time lock's activated. That cheeky blight has stolen my home for the winter. Well, he's not going anywhere anytime soon. That's all done and dusted then, isn't it? Hurrah! Another case solved by Letitia Celia Ponsonby. Let's drag the corpses out into the hallway and just enjoy the night. We can't get out because of the storm. Oh, wow. I'm glad that's over, Dave. And yeah. everyone else who's still here and alive. Mm. Who is? Uh, head count? Head count? Anyone? Let's hope uh, the storm doesn't cause a power cut and he escapes. Watch out. I'm just going to go get some ice. No, James, no, no, no. Rubius is in there. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyone need ice? Yeah. Top, um... top, up, top up your drink, sir. Bit of ice. There, get, 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 get the ice. Just going to go mingle with the uh, survivors, David. See if everyone's got survivors guilt. Here you go, boys. Here's your radio equipment back. Let's get to partying. All the single ladies, all... Finally, thank you very much. It's back in our hands, David. Yes, uh, thank you. Letitia's just uh, given us back the radio equipment. Thank you, Letitia. Uh, so we can wrap up the show in only the way we can, James. Bye. Oh. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah, everyone. Have a lovely Newtonmas, everyone. Merry Yule time to you all. The Quick Smart Comedy Show Holiday Special, devised and performed by David and James and Beth and Highgate Betts. Cash for Grand, written and performed by Beth and Highgate Betts, with Daniel Davis and David and James. Countryside Alliance, written and performed by Beth and Highgate Betts, with Daniel Davis and David and James. A special thanks to Chris of Sound Up Radio and the theme song by Karosh Oliver Floyd. For more shows and other content, please visit facebook.com/slash Quick Smart Comedy.